This is Father Patrick Briscoe. And this is Father Bonaventure Chapman. Welcome to God's Planning. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation to our project on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, Father Bonaventure, Father here we Patrick. are for a, you know, a very lighthearted episode. Yeah. I think that when, when you start talking about penance, that's what everyone feels inside, right? All the warm, cuddly The feelings. warm fuzzies. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think that's right. Maybe not, though. With the beatings. Yeah. Internal. Yeah. The in- <laughs> well, you know, yeah, there's a sort of warmth to beat. My involved back is beatings. healing, you know. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Night, yeah. 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 We take turns. Well, mortification, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Is, is, was it a part of Dominican tradition? In general, most religious traditions, although obviously people take people have weird pictures of what it, what it was, but um, and it's something that we haven't brought back quite yet. But uh, penances are a form of mortification and the part of the Christian life. So I think it's worth fair game worth talking about. An ancient, tried and true practice, right? Well, as we open the episode, are there any penances that you've undertaken in your life that have been outrageous or? Maybe particularly difficult. Not no 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 outrageous penances. I remember when we were um, we were going through our course on confession, and you got to look at some of the old manuals, the old penance manuals that uh, from the Irish. I assume they were from they were Irish because mm. of the Irish Catholics and such. But it was there were penances like uh, pilgrimage to Rome, uh, the crawling up building you know places on your knees. And there was one where you like to spend a night. Spend a night in either a graveyard or like with a dead body, like sleep with it or something. I forget what you had to do to get that, but it had like recommended penances awesome. for for confessional stuff, and those seem pretty extreme. I haven't I haven't done those. I guess the most extreme. That's, that's some great ideas though to maybe incorporate in future confessions. Well, some, I hear you know some people say, you say <laughs> hey just, you know I want you to say for your penance I want you to say uh, a decade of the rosary or a whole rosary or even and somebody's like, my gosh father that's way too much it's such a stiff penance and you're like well we could do the sleep in a cemetery for a night that's a recommended penance for some things, and they get off. You're actually getting off pretty easy here, but the penance, I guess, the one I think about is uh, in Lent. Oftentimes, I'll do cold showers as the kind of penance, mm-hmm. and I used to do that on, on Fridays or something. Um, but I remember taking a couple of Lents ago. I just figured, meh, let's just go for it the whole time, and uh, which made Easter morning really great uh, because warm showers are spectacular, and uh, cold showers after you know. 20 days or 25 days or something, you just, you're getting kind of used to it, but you never really get, I, at least for me, I never get really used to cold showers. You're just always disappointed about it. Um, but it does wake you up. So I suppose that's the, the penance that most strikes, it strikes my mind or strikes, you know, is most present to my mind would be the cold shower penance because when it's 6 a.m. or something or 5.30 a.m. and you're getting out, uh, especially during the winter months, and you step into this shower and turn on the water and you're expecting hot and instead it's uh, ice cold, uh, that is that is nice. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, a few years ago, I accompanied a group of guys as their chaplain that wanted to do the Exodus 90 program. Oh, right, yeah. And Exodus yeah. 90 prescribes, among other things, no television, right, no, no unnecessary screen time, mm-hmm. so using a phone only for... Yes only for work and so forth, off social media, uh, no alcohol, so abstinence from alcohol, yep. and cold showers. It does cold showers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so And prescribes other positive things like regular exercise. And, yeah. You know, so so it's, a, it's a, a rigorous training program designed to... Um, Designed to really uh, get guys in shape, not just not just physically, but in shape. Mm-hmm. Maybe have not taken the spiritual life uh, really to heart, and 
even you know doing doing that program even as a priest it was demanding yes <laughs> that, yeah, that would be that would be the most yeah, severe, be the most severe. Yeah. mortification i think i've ever not ever participated in because it's because it's long what's long that's yeah, a long Exodus time 90 is 90 days yes. right yeah so well, some people might yeah be starting well start those aiming up to i suppose yeah, they're already did in you it, i was gonna say did you build because you build point. it towards lent yeah. right yep. yeah that's right so you, it's a long lent basically mm-hmm. got it okay but uh so, so there is a there is a value to these things as you're making mm. a, a kind of defense uh, of penance in the Christian tradition. Uh, yeah. What else would you say? You know, because you, you started to give a, yeah, a gentle that's apology true. for oh. mortification. But. Well, I think there's the value of them is is not like many things qua themselves. It's just like any sort of deficiency and any sort of evil is not good qua evil itself, but can often be turned to good. And sometimes any deficiency or lacks can be good uh, f- qua other things. And I think that's what penance is. What are they for? It's not just to, not for the sake of penance qua depriving yourself of something because God created all things. He created them good. And so when you're depriving of something, you must be for a reason. And the penance aspect of it is uh, detachment, I think, is the key, is to realize that we can become immersed in especially the material world and our senses and our sensations and and all of those, the fleshly desires in the old language, I suppose, the lust of the eyes and the flesh and, and all of this. And so penance is there as an instrument. I think of it as like a crowbar to kind of like separate you a little bit from the world. And whenever you use a crowbar, there's always a little damage or friction to be done. Nice, and so yeah, penances yeah. have this sense of yeah. friction to separate. Just remind you, that's what Lent is good for as a season of, pen, of penance, to remind you about the, being attached to God which means detaching from some things. Now, it need not, if we were perfect uh, saints, I suppose, uh, you need not detach from things to detach from God, to God, in a way, to attach to God. But then again, if you read the lives of the saints, penance and mortification is, is one of their foremost practices. So there is, something, there is something that in penance that detaches you from your own will and your own inclinations and desires, for the sake of attaching yourself to God's will and God's desires, saying no to something of your own, sacrificing such that you can be attentive more to him. It's for that more him uh, that you say the no. No's are always for a greater yes, I think is the way I often talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think people will be surprised, but anyone that's entered into this, uh, I hope has had this experience, that when you undertake a certain number of penances, often what you find is not restriction, but freedom. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the religious yeah. vows certainly work that way. That's With right. Poverty, chastity, and obedience. We we find not not confinement, but but greater liberty. Uh, yes, at least I've I've no, always that's... found it to be that way in the life. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the, I think there's something something to the training aspect that you're talking about about the crowbar that allows the space for God to come mm-hmm. in, uh, in our life about being about being freed from the the burdens of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, penance does that. But it, by by doing penance, we make amends. For our sins, mm-hmm. of course, we can't purchase our salvation. That belongs to Christ alone, and only His perfect sacrifice atones for our sins. But we can participate in that, insofar as we join our our penances, our reparations um, to His. Yeah, and it's a, a a meager offering, of course. His His work on the on the cross and His salvation 
is the ultimate penance that he undertakes for us. And so we can't catch up with that, you could say. But yet, just as a father doesn't, doesn't, isn't disappointed when, when the, the child tries to give him something back in some small fashion, even if he's the one who eventually gave to the child. So I think the penances are our, our, our love and will for him, even though they're, they're slight mm. and mediocre and halting and oftentimes failing in them. It's, it's still some offer uh, to correspond to his generous offer of suffering for us, that we can offer back some suffering for him some, some, in some slight modicum way. Yeah. Now, you hear about, when you talk to Catholics who are older, right, uh, you, you hear a lot about the ghosts of past generations, uh, I, I think, about mm-hmm. how penances you know, used to be so severe, or, I, or I've heard, um, analogously, I've heard uh, discussions about how uh, Jesuits would line up in the hallways every year and ask for dispensation in order to be able to take a drink of water in their cells. Right. Um, so, so, so you, you hear stories about this that did demonstrate a certain rigor, or, mm-hmm. or like the, again, analogously, the the redemptorist that would preach the sermon next to the empty coffin in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, telling yeah. all of his hearers to meditate on their death, and yeah. and these things are kind of conjured in our Catholic imagination um, as phantoms. They're ghosts. They're they're not real things. They're right. memories that haunt us. Yeah. Uh, because they don't signify exactly what was going on in that age. Uh, but but they they speak to us, these ghosts, these phantoms, and they lead us to say, well, all of that is part of our Catholic past. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, we, we've now embraced a new approach to the gospel, and yeah. we don't need A positive approach, anymore. you yeah, could say. Right. Yeah. So instead yeah. of, you know, instead of doing penances, I'm going to do something for God. Okay, well, but yes. the penance is, at, at the end of the day, something for God. Yeah, at, at the end, <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> there's a difference between giving something up and taking something on. Now, you you take something on by giving something up, just like, for instance, by you can take take in something more in your house if you get rid of some of the other things. So it has there's a relationship between these, as we talked about. But the act of giving up, you can't just take things on. The act of giving up and the act of giving up, giving things up and sacrificing is, in a way. One of the most important ways of relating to Christ, because that's how he comes to us. He didn't have to suffer and die. He didn't have to be on the cross. We don't have to have crucifixes in this way, but we do because he did. And so, in a sense, penance is just, again, the theological and ethical response in our religious and the spiritual response to his first gesture. So, no, is is penance, you know, is penance in the absolute strictest logical sense necessary for something? No. But is it divine law given to us by the church and because of revelation and because of Christ as the way of of, of getting in union with him? Yes, it is. <laughs> and then therefore it's a question of what it looks like played out. And you can minimize it or maximize it. And I think things go back and forth. Uh, but also I think there's throwing out the baby with the bathwater in this when you move from a more minimal in a more positive sense mm-hmm. uh, that we have maybe today, you lose some really valuable things, you know? Uh, right, and I think that's definitely our sensibility. So let's, so let's move mm-hmm. a little bit now really to the, to the meat of the episode, pun yeah. intended, Friday yeah. abstinence. Yes. <laughs> which, which is uh, the, the custom, as listeners probably know, that before the Second Vatican Council in the United States and throughout the world still in mm-hmm. some countries, it depends on where you are, uh, Catholics abstained from meat not only during the Fridays of Lent, but on every Friday throughout the church mm-hmm. year, excepting those days when there was a major solemnity. Yes. So if St. Joseph or the Sacred Heart or something fell on a Friday, then 
huzzah. I think forever. Yeah, like last year, for instance, we had solemnity days on Fridays because once you get one solemnity on a Friday, just kind of all a bunch of them line up to it. So yeah, yeah, it was was definitely a meatful year last 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 year. This is this has really I think come to to the forefront of both of our lives um, because as religious, we keep Mm -hmm. this discipline. Mm -hmm. um, Still observing Friday abstinence inside our inside our houses Mm -hmm. um, all year round. Um, So this is a custom of the order. Uh, that, we, that we've kept um, in, in the United States. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit ab- about this because um, I'd like to first see what some of the benefits of mm-hmm. Friday abstinence when held in common are. You know, we, we, so we were oh, making yeah, the ar- we were making yep. the argument for for why why penance is in fact a good thing in the Christian life and how that is unchanged. What was the benefit of a common penance? Because I think what what some mm-hmm. people criticize right out of the gate is they say, well. The fish thing is a is a silly thing, or they look back at the history of it, right, and they yeah. come up with some conspiracy theory, some that, genetic fallacy of for this reason, you know, the, yeah. the, the fishermen bribed the pope, and therefore yeah. that's how the that's how the fish thing came about in the Catholic Church. Okay, I mean, whatever, uh, it just yeah, strikes me as ridiculous, yeah, um, to not consider the theological reason of it first mm-hmm. and 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 most uh, most importantly. So, um, so what's the what's the benefit of of a common sign? No, I think there's. Any sort of common sign, of course, brings together the group that it's signed underneath. And so doing something together, uh, even though individually you can do it as well, has a strengthening and encouraging. Uh, there's something about it that is not only, de- in a sense, demanded or, or prescribed or intended, uh, but also something that is is helpful for yourself as well. I think of this in terms of our our lives. We have particular times of meditation we have to do as, as Dominicans. And they're intended to be done in common, although you can pray at other times. Of course, you can meditate and do mental prayer at other times. But it has the sense of when you're doing it together, you're adding a dimension to it, making it richer and fuller because you're acting as a body, as a corporate element in a way. And we're supposed to be together as a body of Christ. So I think this, the a communal penance, the fact that we should and we ought and divine law, according to catechism, says, well, uh, Fridays are penitential days because of the cross, of course. And to take up some act that we all do together says that we're a body united with others. Also gives us a sense of when we might want to slack down, when you just want to slack a little bit or something. You know, you have someone else's shoulder to lean on a bit, and there's there's their mot- It's helpful motivation, I should say, if you know that others are going to be doing this same thing. That this is a team effort. It's a corporate thing. It's not I didn't decide to do this, but rather it's something that was given to me. There's a lot of value in taking on something together that's been given, handed down to you, and a shared responsibility. You could say it's a very visible thing when when you're undertaking it corporately, mm. and I I think. Um, an, too, added, yeah. an added dimension of the of the Friday abstinence, um, the penance uh, commonly held on Fridays of, of abstaining from meat. The 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 added element of Friday abstinence is that it's about food. You mm-hmm. know how many religions in human history have had particular disciplines about how one eats, mm-hmm. about dietary restrictions. So I think this, there's something common in the human experience that we that we that we know the consumption um, says something about who we are. How we eat says something about our identity. What we eat says something about our identity. Um, and as Christians, of course, we we've inherited um, we've inherited a sense of certain sensibilities to this because um, the Jewish people have such strict and pronounced dietary law, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a significant 
part of Jewish culture. And we, you know, we, sh- we should embrace that and uh, as part of our heritage, in my view. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a beautiful story that a uh, priest I know well, Monsignor Campion, told me about his father years ago. His father was at a business dinner. Mm-hmm. And it was a big company thing, and the dinner fell on a Friday night. Yeah. And uh, this priest was raised in Tennessee, and the company uh, CEO made a, made a big deal to tell uh, Monsignor's father that the dinner was going to be steak, and that was going to be all that there was to it on a Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, And so, so this, this God-fearing Catholic shows up to this steak dinner knowing that it's going to be steak. The waiters come out. Uh, there's a big steak on the plate, and he says, um, "I'm I'm sorry, please remove the steak." And the couple seated next to him, another one of his business partners, a Jewish man and his wife, mm-hmm. saw this whole thing. They knew what was going on, and said, uh, "Please remove our steaks as well." Mm-hmm. And the th- the three of them ate a vegetable and a potato together, right, for the dinner. Wow, and they yeah. did. And and uh, the next day, um, uh, Monsignor's father said he called his colleague and thanked him, you know, the, the Catholic called the Jew and thanked mm-hmm. him for, uh, for his witness. And the Jewish man said very simply, I was not going to sit there while your religion was maligned. Mm-hmm. And there's, some, there's something powerful to that. Yeah. It's a powerful witness. And people see it and respond to it out of respect. Um, there's some, the, the, so there's something there. Yeah, the, no, and again, witnessing is something we're, we're called to do, and we do that through our words, but also our deeds. And when you have a common witness, a signal, I don't have to tell someone that I'm taking on this penance and therefore proclaiming my commitment to Christ and the importance of Christ, that I do change how I live my life for the gospel. Penances that are, that are corporate have this dimension to it. When someone sees, oh, it's Friday, He's eating a fish sandwich, or he's eating. He's not eating meat, or something. It's it. It asks the begs the question: Why? Why is he restricting? Why is he supposedly, as you say, restricting his freedom, but actually being free to subordinate one's will to another, the highest freedom? Um, and if you have it already encoded as a corporate thing that everyone knows about, then the witness is much more effective. Not to say, "Oh, look at me, I can do this sort of thing," but the fact that we do this. This is something that I'm committed to, that's not because Catholics of personal do. choose, but yeah, this is what yeah, Catholics do. Yeah. And that's what Friday, you know, Friday fish fry and all this. And even when I grew up as in the Protestant church, we had uh, we had Friday fish fries during Lent. It was just, it because people had seen it as so important and valuable, and so they took it on. But the Friday, the consistent Friday penance of something and something bodily, the eating aspect of it, because it's important. People think, oh, the the church said we don't have to do penances on Fridays except out of in, in Lent now, after after Vatican II, and it's not true. It's still Friday is by divine law day, a day of penance. Friday is throughout the year and then the season of Lent, and something is to be done for to mark that day. And the Bar- the American bishops in '66 said, okay, well, you don't have to do the the meat pen, the meat penance anymore but it's still the pride of place and it's still the encouraged one and we ought to do this one uh choose be, why because it's also a bodily aspect that says actually I hand over not only my thoughts but also my body mm. to to him mm. because he suffered under his body to for us so it's the the Friday the Friday pens however you do the 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 genealogy of you know and you whatever you want to talk about this sort of thing the fact of the matter is there is a tradition uh, and has been a tradition of meatless Fridays it will always be because of Ash Wednesday and and Good Friday anyway so why not just extend it through I think that's the reasoning behind it and 
it's it seems wise, prudent, helpful, evangelical, even um, to do this. Some have actually there's been in, in 2011, I think it's in uh, Wales in England, uh, took it back up as the prescribed Friday Friday penance. And there's been some dioceses in 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 America that have taken that back up, and for the reasons we've talked about, I think. Uh, and personally, uh, I, it's just good to have a concrete witness like that, not only for the bodily thing, but because it's something been given to me. I didn't choose to do this one. I could always choose a different penance. I could always choose, I'm going to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet an extra time today or an extra rosary. But there's something to say, this is one I've just been given. This is one that unites me with the church throughout the ages. Um, it's not a particularly difficult one, I could say, in, in circumstances, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially since we don't do much of our cooking. Um, and because tunas and other fish, uh, even cod, is quite delightful. But it's still a common penance given to us. Yeah, and I, I think that latter point that you make is the most important, that we've received something together. Receive, having received something from the church, we respond in docility to it. We allow ourselves to be shaped by the tradition, and we pick it up and make it our own. Uh, I once re- uh, read something a priest wrote. Um, he was speaking very, very dismissively of Friday abstinence, and he said, uh, "You know, plenty of people go out for lobster, and it would be better for them to eat hot dogs and craft macaroni and cheese." Mm-hmm. And while I agree with his criticism of the sentiment of those who are feasting mm-hmm. <laughs> on Friday, um, to to flaunt the to flaunt the tradition, I think is the, is the wrong element, right? Mm-hmm. So we can. We could say yes. It's it's important that we that we respond to the tradition, to the dictates of the law of the church, which, as you mentioned, still in the United States, we're obliged to do some penance on Friday. Mm-hmm. It happens that right now the bishops allow us to, alt, you know, substitute another penance, but 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 we should do something penitential. Penitential. We mm. we're instructed to do something penitential by the church, um, and we should embrace it. Therefore, with with the proper spirit. So. Um, we should embrace the, the 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 full sense of it, and maybe back off a little bit of lobster, <laughs> lobster dinner, you know, and and move 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 away from sort of the the strict the strict adherence um, to to inculcate something that, that really really um, really serves the disposition of heart. And I think that's what the bishops wanted. Yes, when they modified the penance, yes. right? It was actually to take up something that's more severe or directly mm-hmm. spiritual, or yeah, or that, that would draw people to meditate more completely on the passion. But um, but it, it just seems to me that that's failed. That mm-hmm. most Catholics are not aware that there's a Friday penance any longer, and that that we need to revisit that and and think think why they don't know that, why they don't observe it in their lives, and f- figure out what it is that we can do to uh, to to help them. Yeah, there's a uh, lot of there's a so lot. So bring of, it back. <laughs> well, there's a lot of. Well, I'm just saying, um, it's interesting. We we tend to tell the story of history as a sort of march from progress to progress, and sort of their march from darkness to light and mm. triumphal. With everything, every decision made by by large bodies in the modern world is is getting better, or at least understandable. At least it's intelligible or a good idea. Uh, sometimes I wonder if we're going through a time where we realize, like, maybe the parents just made made some imprudence with the best intentions, thinking like we we thought we'd raise people off such that we said, "Hey, you don't have to do this pence." In fact, you might even do something more significant, since uh, you know, fish isn't the hardest thing to get, isn't the worst thing to have anymore. Um, the meat's very available, so why not take on a harder penance or something else? That was the intention, I think, is to make it still keep Friday penitentiary, as you say. But, you know, the uh, best intentions lead to all sorts of pavings of interesting places. And uh, in this case, you might think, 
Let's just yeah, no, sorry. Work. Let's yeah. uh, it, it look. You tried it. Best odd experimentum, fantastic. But uh, turns out we're not as we're turns out we're as human as we are, and uh, and therefore a nice corporate penance of some fashion that we can all recognize and all participate in. A democracy of, involved in the democracy of the dead as well as the living, uh, the custom tradition, all these things. Not a bad idea, you know. Any final comments on? Why we should bring back the Friday penance? Well, what's the I, thing we should leave our listeners with? Yeah, we've got to do something. Mm. Got to do something each Friday. I think the a, a food penance in some relation to food penance is good because it's something most of us eat more than once a day, um, and so it's something that you have to think about, and it's something that as long as you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it in terms of why am I doing this? So remember, it's not just to abstain from food, from a particular kind of food for health reasons or what have you, or beca- or just qua, this is what we do as Catholics. This is what we do as Catholics because we want to do something for Christ. So that it, it, a food penance is nice because it does, have, it does mean you have to kind of constrict your life in some way, even if it means, you know, having a different kind of, of food or, or even a better kind of food that you might get. Otherwise, you still have to make a, dis- a conscious decision to do something that restricts what you otherwise would do freely. And you do that because Christ on Friday and Good Friday subordinates his will, not my will be done, but your, but your will, to the will of the Father for us in this very visceral, bodily, uh, meatful sense. And therefore, we, we take up this practice as well. So I think that to remind that it's it's a it's a a way of constantly thinking about his passion in each of those moments uh, that the food penance is great. You got to do some food penance. Why not just do one? Uh, you should do. You ought to do one. Some food penance. Why not just do the one that all your brothers and sisters have done for a long time, and see see how it goes. Mm. And mm-hmm. because it is just it's already coded, we have not yet as a culture forgotten that Catholics fast on you know from meat on Fridays during Lent. And that this was something they did otherwise. So as a, in terms of the evangelical witness of us being Catholics as being different and committed in certain ways to Christ in this, in this visible manifestation, it's still coded. So there's still time to pick it up again and remind ourselves. And then we can talk about doing kind of con- adding confession, adding the longer fast before Eucharist, less important later. Let's not get too excited <laughs> about getting back to things. That's this, right. is an easy, this is an easy lift. So if you if you uh, are interested in this penance and what it means, I would encourage you to pick it up mm-hmm. in your daily life. This is something you can adopt already. Uh, and as we've been arguing, the intentionality of it is really the kind of thing that can shape that can shape your life without, you know, as much of a heavy lift as maybe a cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of God's Planning. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. The reviews really help people find the show, and we, the Friars, love hearing from you, so write something down there. We do read them, and we love sharing them with each other. If you'd like to donate to the podcast through Patreon, follow the link in the description. You can also see the show notes uh, to shop Godsplaining merch and to get information on upcoming Godsplaining events. As always, know of our prayers for you, and we ask that you would pray for us. God bless. (laughs) 